Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, a weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. And this is episode number 58 of Podcast in Death. And again, no Tara. No Tara. So. She has left us for the theater. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, who could blame her, really? Who Let's can be blame honest. her? But, um... And let me tell you guys something. If you didn't watch Murder Party, you miss out. Yeah, I missed out as well. I completely forgot, first of all. And yeah. then she said something um, about having that extra ticket. And I was yeah. at my mom's house. So that was no, there was no way I could watch it. It was like, it was so great. It was so much fun. And she was phenomenal. The kids were great. And it's just silly. It is so silly. But yeah. it's so funny. I laughed all the way through it. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. But it's so well, it's good. so great. So yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. But yeah, you know, I mean was, the- she was super good and yeah. The kids were like she said, those kids, man. Yeah, be- she said that they were phenomenal. Yeah, they were yeah. good. Yeah. So but you know, the only bad part for us is that She's not here when we do a podcast. She's not here when we need her. So um, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay because we decided this week that we were going to um, give our Nora picks or some Nora picks. If because there's um, some of you out there who don't really read Nora, mm-hmm. read JD Rob, but don't really read Nora, or you've only read a couple of Nora illustrious co-host who yes. is not with us tonight <laughs> yeah she, she does not read nora and it seems weird to me i mean you think that people that read nora read in death read jd rob would read nora books you would think but yeah. they don't yeah because there i really read nora so first. Crossover. right yeah and me too transition to, nora, to jd rob so right yeah yeah just yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would have even known J.D. Robb was Nora if I hadn't been, you know, on AdWolf and in the fandom. I probably never right. together. I mean, I would have eventually, I'm sure, but... I um. actually can't remember now how I knew that because I, when when I started reading in death, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't on AdWolf. Right. So I can't remember where I, because I, I remember I knew that she wrote under J.D. Robb, or I'd heard it somewhere. Okay. So I must have seen something online or some article yeah. or something that said it. Yeah. Um, I know they made a big announcement with Betrayal and Death that it was her. Because it hadn't really been, I mean, people knew, but it hadn't really been announced or put out there. Until, yeah. I think it was Betrayal and Death that they had a big like campaign. Well, as you know, mine was my first one was Witness, and right. that be, that came before Betrayal, didn't it? Or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have no idea how I knew. Yeah, I don't know. I I just knew that I was you know in a in a Target and and saw <laughs> uh, Witness and knew that that was Nora and thought, yeah. well, I'll pick it up and see. Yeah. But um, so, but we do have a lot of people who, even though they know there's Nora and there's JD Rob, they 
don't pick up because you know the perception i think is that well nora's like too romancy i mean if you're right. if you're you know reading this in death series i mean you've already you've already it, seen the extent of romance that nora it, does it's it's not that far off from the other things that she writes no i mean it's, it's not, way not different than her earlier books yeah her early like her early harlequin silhouettes were straight romance um Right. But even those usually had a little bit of an element of suspense in them. Um, and right. they, you know, and they've never been smutty or over the top. Um, well, you know, depends on not who you that, talk to. I mean, right, right. You know what I'm saying, though. I mean, yeah. you know, there's some people out there that are like, oh, romance is nothing but sex, sex, sex. No, there's no more sex yeah. in her normal books than there is in the J.D. Robs. And honestly, sometimes there's less. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's you know, not much and I know we, we've joked in the past that, you know, Nora's kind of got that three sex scene formula. She's always. Got- <laughs> she really does. You know. There's always three. I mean, for as much as and she it's maybe does. Not so much anymore. It's kind of she's kind of dwindled it down to maybe two. But, you know, for a while there, it was every single book. It was three sex scenes. And you could always tell with you always knew when they were coming. It's like right around page 100. Then, you know, right around 150. Yeah. And then a little bit later. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you hate to say it, but as much as she does say like, oh, well, it's there's not a formula or whatever. Oh, there's a formula. formula. She's and that's formula. not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. I mean, we all, I mean, in, uh, for this last one legacy and one mm-hmm. of my main complaints was we were 60% through before anything happened mm-hmm. between the two main characters. Right. You know? So for me, that was like, what the fuck? No, I want, no, I need something prior to that. I need yeah. something like yeah. they didn't even kiss until 60% through. Right. Right. And, and it's like, no, that's not, that's personally for me, that's the, I, that's not what I want in a book. And I don't want to say that right. that book was, when we reviewed it, I said, I said this, like, it doesn't mean that book was bad. It just means that that's not what I want right. when I read right. a book like that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> so yeah, and you, we know I loved it. I thought it was great, but yeah, I mean, it's just, she very much again has a formula and you know, every once in a while it's, yeah, she veers off it every now and then, but right. You know, it's, I, I just, I feel like with Nora's regular books, she's all, you know, with, she's got very specific things that she does with each genre. Well, I don't want to say genre. They're not really genres, but each type of things that she writes, like she does her standalone titles and those are always romantic suspense. And then she has her trilogies or her series, which are, she's always, almost always got some element of supernatural in her trilogies. Um, I can't think of any of her trilogies. Not, I'm not talking about like her category series. I'm talking about her trilogies. The, the one, the trilogy where it was a, it was a wedding business. Mm, Yes. I was going to say the bride. Yeah. The bride quartet is the only one I can think of. That didn't have any sort of supernatural yeah. element to it. Because even um, in Boonesboro, that, that series. In Boonesboro had, had the ghosts. Um, the Quins had, you know, the ghosts of Ray and Stella. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 
So they weren't like a prominent. No, 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 no. Those weren't a huge focal point of those books. Just like like the Born In series. That one kind of irritated me because she kind of threw the supernatural element into the last book. Right. When it wasn't in there before. And it was like, okay, where'd that come from? Like, why do we have this all of a sudden with the with the past lives and the, you know, the. I want to say that she did the same thing with the McCade series, didn't she? I don't remember. Isn't the McCade series so the one where they were that. on a, they were they had a farm on near Antietam, and it was like the last book was about the younger brother who, yeah, yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I so I liked I that did. series, but I did too, and I love the Borden series. That's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but. Every time I read that third book, I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Like, the, the first two were very straightforward, like telling the story of the Kincannons. And, yeah. you know, and yeah. then all of yeah. a sudden in the third book, you've got this whole thing where it's like they were lovers in a past life. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah, you know, at least okay, with something like the uh, the Gallagher trilogy. You, you knew from the very beginning that right. you were dealing the, with something yeah, supernatural. Yeah, 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 exactly. Any, I, well, pretty much all of those, like the Gallagher trilogy and the Three Sisters and yeah. uh, the Guardian trilogy. Uh, you know, any of those. Those you you know those are going to be, you know, some form of supernatural fantasy elements thrown in right. there. Um, you know, so I guess what we should say then, uh, since this is a if you're if you like in death you know you may like these um is that if in the in death series if you are a fan of the um of the novellas where she threw (laughs) in supernatural elements Mm -hmm. then or if you if you like supernatural at all if you're into like um sherilyn kenyon or um you know any of those types of or uh jr ward is another one i know you said you've tried them and can't do it um but yeah <laughs> I, they're so yeah. they're so i you I, know yeah. i mean again it's just it's me it's not mm-hmm. those no, books, I get it. because obviously totally they're very popular but mm-hmm. you know i you i have so this and this may go back to my um supernatural romance Starting with, I think, um, uh, Feehan's, Feehan, uh, her mm-hmm. Carpathians. Or yeah. Carpathians yeah, yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. And you, so you get this, this thought in your head of, um, if you're like, if you're a vampire, then, you know, I mean, you're very, you've lived for a long time and you're very old school, old world type of person yeah. and her well so feehan's carpathians were all very kind of old world mm-hmm. how they talked and how they interacted and, and see i'm very i am very much a vampire fan from way back like right. i started reading Anne rice when i was in middle school um, right yeah i read those and, too but not in middle uh, school but you know yeah, yeah and i absolutely i love i just love vampires except for twilight I want to put that on record because <laughs> that is not real vampires. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but so, anyway, so yes. what I love about the J.R. Ward series is that 
it's a cool new spin on vampire lore. They're a separate species. They're not turned. They're, you know, they're born vampires. So, which I thought was cool because I've never seen that written before in that way. Right. Generally with vampires, they're turned. Right. You know, so, um, so yeah, I just like the whole world she's built around all that is just really cool and really, um, yeah, they're a little, you know, they're a little over the top. And, um, like you said, the names are kind of dumb. The names uh, are dumb. <laughs> the names are dumb. And, and, right. And they're not even vicious, like spelled like vicious. No, they're spelled the like, the spelled. Old, like the old world way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but the first time one of them said, you know, I'm Audi, it was like, OK, that's. I can't yeah. deal. I can't do that. You could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would probably, I, your, yeah, your OCD would explode in your head. Like, <laughs> just no, it really would. But, but anyways, my point to all that was if you enjoy stuff like that, you're going to love Nora's trilogies, like her supernatural based, um, especially right. like the circle trilogy. Um, you know, that's all vampires just about. So, for, you know, the good guys. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. So I'm really, I wasn't really sure how to structure this, but should we go through some of these and like kind of give short synopsis? Sure. Because, you know, and the the problem with that is that where do you find a short synopsis, you know? Yeah, you don't. I mean, I think we could probably go from memory. We don't have to like, I cannot go from memory. So you're, I mean, I can't pronounce them. I can't pronounce them. (laughs) Okay, because yeah, I there's absolutely no way I'm gonna I'm gonna go from memory on any of these. <laughs> so we're talking about which one? We were talking about the Circle trilogy just now. Yeah, so the Circle trilogy. What this is saying is in the kingdom of Gaul, the scholarly Moira has taken up the sword of her people. Now as queen, she must prepare her subjects for the greatest battle they will ever fight against an enemy more vicious than any they have ever seen. For Lilith, the most powerful vampire in the world, has followed the circle of six through time to Gaul. Moira also has a personal score to settle. Vampires killed her mother, and now she is ready to exact her revenge. But there is one vampire to whom she would trust her soul. Kian was changed by Lilith centuries ago, but now he stands with the circle. Without hesitation, he will kill others of his kind and has earned the respect of, sor- of sorcerer, witch, warrior, and shapeshifter. So essentially, this... Um, this whole trilogy, yeah, has one each of those, a sorcerer, a witch, a warrior, and a shapeshifter, and a vampire in Kian. And Kian is very Rourke-like. Let me tell y'all, Kian is hot. <laughs> so is. hot. You know what? I'm a fan of all the guys in that in that trilogy. I liked Hoyt. Yeah, that was a good trilogy. I liked Hoyt a lot. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked, um, what's his name? The middle guy, the one that ends up with Blair, um, the shapeshifter. God, what's his name? It's Blair and Blair and is the vampire hunter. Larkin. Larkin. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And that was back when she was kind of in her, 
her the her formula for first middle last book too where he kind of had the kind of stoic guy as as the first book and then the kind of beta male goofy guy is the second and yeah yeah and then the alpha is the third right yeah that's exactly yeah that's, yeah, that's she, exactly what about it every was. trilogy yeah is like that yeah. so um so, so yeah yeah so with as with a lot of her trilogies of this kind you know you have typically it's six people that come together to fight some kind of supernatural some force yeah and they each have their own different strengths and yeah and usually it's it's um a thing where you you meet all six by the first book by the end of the first yeah book, in you've general met all six and the mm-hmm. first couple gets their story and then and then you know they continue to the next yeah you know they almost she, catch yeah. the bad guy and then then has to go to the next book and then they almost catch the bad guy <laughs> and then it goes to the last and they book a big where there's final, like a final showdown and then they finally defeat him yeah right um kind of yeah. like a video and game then, i mean her early ones weren't so much that way because you know like in three sisters we didn't meet Mac until his book and we didn't meet Sam until his book. I mean, Sam was mentioned, but right. um, we didn't meet him until the third book. You know, yeah, you met so, all three of the women right away, but right. Three sisters um, were mostly about the women. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, same with, uh, the born in trilogy, but that's mm-hmm. more that, like we said, is more, um, you know, that's more straight romance more than anything. So, um, right. They didn't really have a big. They didn't really have a big evil to defeat in that one. Um, you know, we met Murphy at the very beginning, but mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't met Shannon until the third book. Right. And um, you know, we met. We didn't meet Grayson until the second book. So, um, but in general, yeah, like especially her m- most recent ones have definitely been. Yeah, we meet them all at once and. You know, like the key trilogy, they can all meet and come together in the first book, and um, which mm-hmm. is another one that a lot of people mentioned actually, um, and that's one of my favorites too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, Sign of Seven, love that one too. Um, that's yeah, that's the, the one I was just looking at actually. Yeah, yeah so it's very one. similar. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, 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 very similar to, um, except for you know, I love, I really liked how she with that one, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't, you know, a different gift. It, I mean, it, they were, but it was mm-hmm. all, it was all different parts of the same gift. Like, because right. the first, because Cam, or not Cam, was it Cam? <laughs> Caleb. So, Caleb, Caleb yeah, was, and, and, um, the first girl, um, what's her name? Sybil, right? Uh-huh. No, Sybil was the last one. The first, okay, so the Gage. first. It was Layla and Fox were the middle. Sybil and Gage were the last. And then right. Caleb and, um, shoot, what was her name? Well, actually, are you sure? Because, so I'm looking at it. Pagan Stone was the first one? No, right? Blood Brothers no. was the first one. Pagan Stone is the last one. Well, why... Okay, so she's got them kind of out of order. When I'm looking at her website, um, Pig and Stone comes up first. Oh, and weird. then the Hollow, and then the, the Hollow's in the middle. 
Yeah. Blood Brothers is the first one. Okay. Um, so, and, but the difference, uh, for, for this particular series is that they're all mortals. Right. They're all mortals and they have, they all have a clairvoyant gift. Right. Like the first couple can see like together, they can see the past and Fox and Layla can see things that are happening now. Right. And then sibling Gage, the last couple, they can see the future and it's kind of made clear that it's hardest for them because they can see what's going to happen to their friends, you know, right later on. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool the way she did that. I really, I thought that was kind of a cool twist on her normal way of doing things. Yeah. Um, what was her name? Who? (laughs) The first girl. What is her name? Oh, sorry. Uh, you, you asked that and I'm like, uh, Quinn, Quinn Black. Quinn, thank you. I liked her a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember liking this entire I, series. Yeah, a lot. Yep, I liked them all. In that so in that, that is too. the sign of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, though, I tell you what, y'all, if you're easily freaked out, that one will freak you out. It it, it is kind of freaky. I had I'm nightmares not, with that one. I'm not really easily freaked out. I, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan yeah, of uh, but supernatural. Just to and, let people that are easily freaked out know, I had nightmares with that one, I, and I. I don't do well with creepy stuff and that, I mean, I tell you, Nora could write straight horror, horror if she She really could. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that one, there's some images in that one that are just, yeah. So, um, so yeah, like we said, that's the sign of seven trilogy and it starts with blood brothers Mm -hmm. and then it goes, the second book is the hollow. The hollow. And then the third book is the Pagan Stone. And usually what happens with Nora's books is that um, after a couple years, they'll release, you can get all three of them in Mm -hmm. one, you know. In one volume, yeah. Usually, especially especially on Kindle. Right. So you could probably find them that way too, but you can find them separately as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, did we say now we, before that, we talked about the circle trilogy. Mm-hmm. So that one starts, starts out with, um, Morgan's cross. Yep. Then it goes to dance of the gods and then it goes to Valley of silence. Just FYI. So, you know, so I, on Instagram, I asked, um, Nora fans, what Nora Roberts books would you recommend to JD Rob fans? So, uh, Heidi said that her favorites are the three sisters Island and the circle trilogy. And that's among the trilogies that Nora has written that are pretty much straight. um, Supernatural. Supernatural or fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they're Um, necessarily fantasy because fantasy is generally set in another like world or dimension. Okay. So Um, we'll just say supernatural. Supernatural. Three Sisters Island, uh, we've already kind of mentioned that. And let me... And again, Sam is quite work-like, I think. Yeah. So um, if you want to read that series, now that series takes place on an, on an island, Three Sisters Island, and it's a very kind of... Uh, it's focused on the, uh, the women in that series. 
So it's a very good, like, um, what would you, what would you call it? Like, a, it's not a, I guess it's a buddy. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a sisterhood type. A sisterhood situation. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Um, so if you're into those kinds of books and, you know, Nora writes that kind of thing, like better than just about anybody out there. Um, the uh, Three Sisters Island series starts with Dance Upon the Air. And then the next one is Heaven and Earth. Heaven and Earth, which is and my then, favorite. And if you want a character that's a lot like Eve, the female character. In Ripley the Todd. Book, Ripley Todd yeah. is very, mm-hmm. very Eve-like. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is Face the Fire for that series. Yeah, I remember Ripley Todd being... Uh, very Eve like because she's like the sheriff on the she's the deputy her deputy. brother's the sheriff that's right okay yep yeah yep and she's very kick-ass and sarcastic and <laughs> yeah <laughs> not wanting anything to do with this guy that shows up and right you know, yeah. wants to get involved with her she just wants to do her job and right get out yeah I loved her so um Continuing on with the more supernatural, uh, Janice says the Cousins O'Dwyer series. Yes, which I very much enjoy. You, you're not a huge fan of that one, right? I'm not a huge fan of that one, only because I okay. think it's too much like some of the other... Um, it is very similar to Three Sisters, other than, um, you know, the legend is different and the setting is very different. Right. This one, that one's set in Ireland. Um, you know, and I, th- right. I feel like the relationships are quite different too. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I like it. Uh, yeah. I didn't, it, you know, I didn't like hate it. I was right. just, yeah. I was just, no, you never hate it. it usually. No, no, no. It just, I was just a little they bored with it because I was like, yeah, okay, but yeah. we've, we've had this for a while, you know, yeah. Where the six people come together and they, you know. Right. Fight evil. Or whatever. Yeah. And I know a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Nora fans that are huge fans of like the Dream Trilogy. And that's not one of my favorites. I yeah. I think I've only read that maybe once or twice. That's um, more, that's more kind of straight up romancy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some supernatural elements to it, but nothing right. major. Um, and then, yeah. And, you know, once we get into the single titles, there's a few single titles that are super popular in the fandom. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. well, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's more romancy in that it's not specifically them fighting a supernatural. Force, right. Right. They're not get. like coming together and fighting a big evil. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Janice says cousin, cousins O'Dwyer. So that, uh, trilogy starts with Dark Witch. Dark Witch, yep. Um, then it, then the se- second one is Shadow Spell. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Blood Magic. Yep. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a couple here, too, on Facebook. Um, okay. Alyssa said The Guardians, which okay. I love. That one's right up there. Probably top three for me yeah i really like the guardians too Mm -hmm. um this is another one where you have people that have 
special powers. So one of them's a mermaid and one of them's a yeah. time traveler. And one of them is a, we have another shapeshifter. Yep. Another witch. No, a werewolf. Werewolf. A a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're um, right. And the twist there is, is that the werewolf's a woman, which is yeah. fun, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and, a, and an immortal. Yeah, right. And, um, yeah, and then a uh, warlock or I don't know. I don't remember what he called himself. I think he was a warlock or right. no. Uh, sorcerer. Sorcerer. That's sorcerer. Yeah. 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 He didn't like being called a witch. I don't remember right. exactly what it was. But, yeah. But and he then, was the, the Rourke character, the alpha, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that was the immortal. Uh, okay. Which yeah, one? What yeah, am yeah. I thinking of? I don't know. Oh, Doyle. Yeah. Doyle. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. The immortal was, what was it? Was that Doyle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of her, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. She, Alyssa also said that the Circle Trilogy. Right. So, um, Guardians Trilogy, if you want to read that one, starts with Stars of Fortune. And second one is Bay of Size. And the last one is Island of Glass. Island of Glass. Susan Strickland said the Born In and Irish Sisters Trilogy. And who knows, maybe one day Rourke will acquire some of M.M. Kincannon's glass. (laughs) I actually think that um, in... The old, you know, stupid questions thread. Somebody asked her that, and she said that. Yeah, yeah. We, we no, we did talk about that when we did this. The stupid questions. Yeah, and she did um, say, she did say that she wouldn't be surprised. Had, she wouldn't be surprised if he had some. Yeah, and the Kincannons are from the same part of Ireland as Siobhan's family. Oh, see there. Yep. 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 So that was, which one is that? That was the Born In. Born In, okay. Yeah, we talked, which we talked about much earlier. I'm kind of that trying was, to go in, in, uh, I'm kind of trying to have some sort of, some sort of, some sort order. of structure here. So, yeah, you know. Of, so among the, uh, the, the books about that are more supernatural based, Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but that one is more, it's kind of less supernatural based, although mm-hmm. there's supernatural elements, yeah. it's more romancy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. Romance um, and, you know, family dynamics and strife and that sort of thing. Which, right. Yeah. That's a great trilogy. That was, that was her first trilogy, right? Like beyond her yes. category series. Yeah, and I yeah. loved it. I, it's one of my. It's still to this day one of my favorites. I love it. Right. Um. Oh. So that one is. It starts with Born in Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, moves to Born in Ice, and then Born in Shame. Yeah. If you want to check those out. Yeah. And. Tamara, among the sis- besides the sisters trilogy, which we've already talked about, we've got In the Garden, um, which actually isn't one of my favorites, but I know a yeah, lot In of the Garden's not my it. favorite either. 
Yeah. I know a lot of people love it, though. Here's the thing with Nora that uh, J.D. Robb fans should probably know about. Um, In a lot of the cases, these these books, and and I think especially the trilogies, because they center around uh, some specific job or some specific place yeah. or you know so the garden series uh they one of the main characters owned a, a greenhouse a greenhouse like a yeah. yeah um so i mean i am not really into that kind of thing like flower i mean i i yeah. love yeah, you know, yeah i, I am them. and i still was just kind of like yeah it was too much because she weaves that into the story you know yeah. now mm-hmm. now this whole thing that's why it's called in the garden series because mm-hmm. you know she's, she's weaving all of that into the story and it's just not my favorite so um right it's the same within boonesboro um yeah the whole thing about in Boonesboro is that uh, this family is renovating in 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 Boonesboro, mm-hmm. not yeah. unlike Nora was actually doing at the time. <laughs> so, you know what though? I loved that trilogy. I love it. It was actually not bad. I mean, yeah. I, I I really love the characters. And yeah, yeah, and so. You know, I, yeah, maybe it was just one big ad for her in, but yeah, I like it. I, I mean, it, it. I was, story was great. It, it was one big, oh, ad it definitely for was. It was a big ad for Boonesboro, uh, basically, uh, yeah. but it, it was still so good. I, the story was good. And because it was, it was, um, centered around them, um, renovating the inn and stuff. And I'm, probably a little bit more into that than into garden yeah. stuff that's probably yeah. why i liked it better than in the that garden. could be yeah yeah um i just but really you'll get a character. lot of construction talk in that one mm-hmm. in yeah Boonesboro. yeah and the kids uh, the kids in that in that series are so great you know i and mean here's the thing honestly we say this for a, a lot of nora's stuff yeah. but i mean uh, nobody writes interactions yeah. kids with and kids dogs. like yeah I kids mean, and dogs Nora is Nora, like nobody does it second She's, to none yeah no it's been in that area and her the kids that she writes are always great i have never come i don't think i've ever come across a kid in a Nora book that i do not like yeah you know because i'm i'm not gonna lie there's kids i don't like i think they're little shits <laughs> and i hate them but I don't think I've ever come across one in a Nora book that I don't like. Nora's kids are never little shits. No, they're always awesome. They're always amazing. We always so, love them. Right. So, yeah. So that is the In Boonesboro trilogy. And yep. it starts with The Next Always. And Which I love the, that book. It's Ooh. really a good book, yeah. Uh, the the um, next one in that series is The Last Boyfriend. And the I last love, one is the last one is the perfect hope. <laughs> it was really a good, you know, just, just know that you're going to get a lot of construction talk Yeah, in that yeah. one. I just, know? I loved Avery. She was probably out of all the women in that trilogy. I loved her. I thought she was so, mm-hmm. I related to her strongly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, Tamara also said the key trilogy, which again, yeah, we love. missed that one. That that's another supernatural style, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, series. And I, yeah, we're just gonna end it. up naming every single every single trilogy trilogy. Yeah. I mean, I think we pretty the, much have, other than yeah, we got the keys. I mean, just great characters in that one, and. The story's cool. I I thought the character or I thought the story was really fascinating. Right. So, yeah. And a different, uh, a different supernatural twist. Right. Um. You know, with the gods and that sort of thing, yeah. and and Irish gods this time. So or no Welsh, right? I don't. Celtic. Some some sort of they Celtic, were Celtic gods. Yeah. God. So that one starts with Key of Light. Then the second one is Key of Knowledge, and the third one is Key of Valor. Um, all the boys in that one are great yeah now yvonne says the mcgregor series i'm not a huge fan of the mcgregor's but yeah i'm not a huge mcgregor fan either but you know mcgregor's are more i tell you what that is a huge huge fandom Mm -hmm. love the mcgregor's are are more very very old school romance Mm -hmm. yes very much so so, I mean, if yeah, you're a fan yeah. of uh, old school romance, you probably check those out. And, and you're probably already, you've pro- if if you are a fan of those kind of books, you've probably already been reading Nora. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the people that will listen to this because they're not sure of yeah. what Nora's to go for are people that yeah. are not necessarily fans of uh, old school romance. Right. Right. Um, but, I mean, Yvonne mentioned it, so I thought I would. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like I said, they're a big favorite in the fandom. So if you want to give them a try, go for it. Like I said, they're not my favorites, but I know a lot of people love them. So uh, among the more kind of old schooly romance, without a lot of um, a lot of supernatural that we have already mentioned. Uh, that one of my favorite books of all time comes from is the, um, so this is the Chesapeake Bay saga. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about that a couple of times on the mm-hmm. show. We have. And, uh, you know, um, it's about the, this couple who um, kind of adopts three boys who were in the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our earlier shows, we talked about yeah. it at length and we mm-hmm. went through the whole storyline and, you know, mm-hmm. basically these three guys find that, um, there's another, there's a, a kid that their, uh, adopted father was trying to save and ends up, it was his grandson that they yes. never knew existed. And so, um, they, the three guys, uh, kind of take, the grandson in and they're like, it's almost, it's not necessarily three men and a baby cause the boy's already grown, but you know, three, three right. men and a teenager is what it is. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's great. Well, all you know, the, he's not even a teenager. He's what? Like 10 preteen, like nine or 10. 10 yeah. 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 Uh, so it's three men and a preteen, but, uh, <laughs> but all the guys are just great. They are. All the male they characters are great. All the female characters are great. Yeah. Um, and I just really like 
that's serious. I think that's um, that was such a popular trilogy in mm-hmm. in the fandom. She got so many requests to do um, the boys' story. Yeah, so Seth. Seth. Mm-hmm. They, yep. She got so many requests because she was just going to have it be the older boys. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she got so many requests to have uh, Seth's story that she ended up doing a fourth book and made it Seth's story. So, yeah. Uh, Which is fantastic. Thing. I love that mm-hmm. one too. And yeah. it's cool because you get to see, you know, the couples from the original trilogy and their kids all grown up. Right. And, you know, or, you know, their kids are like teenagers now, but, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a great trilogy. I love it. Um, yeah. Chesapeake you know, blue and, is Seth's story. And that's one of my, that's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. I love that. Book. That's a fantastic book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And y'all out there stop asking for Aubrey's story. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. People are still <laughs> yammering about that on the Norboards. It's like, she said this a million times. It's right. not going to happen. Nope. And, well, she said Seth wasn't going to happen either. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. There's a story to tell with Seth. There's no story yeah. to tell with us. Yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was some closure that needed to happen. There was some closure that we needed with Seth's story. Right. We, didn't, we don't need that with Aubrey. No. You know, you can assume that Aubrey did just fine. Yeah. She was raised by, you know, great people. She, you know, she had her shit together when we saw her last in Seth's book. She was, you know, going to school. She was working in the boat, in the boat business. Mm-hmm. She's, she's going to be fine. Right. You know? Yeah. It'd be fun to see her fall in love and, you know, get married and all that good stuff too. But there's no, there is no conflict to write with her. Right. Yeah. You know? Unless yeah. she, you know, falls for some guy from the wrong side of the tracks or something. Who knows? But, you know, there's yeah. no there's no conflict from that story. There's no way to tie the previous story into Aubrey's book. Yeah. Because she wasn't really involved with that whole thing. I mean, right. she was peripherally, but she wasn't involved yeah. with Gloria and the whole, you know, right. that whole thing. So, yeah. yeah, the whole idea of her needing her own book is just... No, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't Stop need that. So, um, so yeah, if you want to read the Chesapeake Bay series, it starts with Sea Swept. Then uh, the next one's Rising Tides. Then Inner Harbor. And then the last one is Chesapeake Blue. Um, if we're going to, so now if we're going to talk about straight, like romancy, um, trilogies mm-hmm. probably should mention uh the book that my favorite all-time nora book came from and that's the well Irish that one's trilogy. got supernatural elements to it too it does yeah it does yeah yeah um the gallagher trilogy yeah but there's the no super- big evil it's just there's no big evil yeah it's kind of a it's kind of fun supernatural <laughs> right so the gallagher trilogy what it, what it is is you have a i i don't know what you would call them like um like uh, the one guy's the 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 guy that they keep seeing is a fairy, right? It's a fairy, and he 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 wanted he fell in love with a mortal, and right. Then her father found out and married her off, and he pined for her all those years. He was like the king of the fairies, or right, exactly. Yeah. And um, the the 
to for them to be together he had something he had he has to do he has to the gallagher's have to find their true loves their true loves yeah and um so you see this guy i think his name is carrick yeah yeah, yeah carrick and um so you see him throughout the trilogy you know kind of like helping you know bring right. the couples to, the different couples together Right. It's a very, but it's a very kind of more traditional romancy trilogy, but it does have that little supernatural aspect of it. Right. And um, if you want to read that one. Okay. Jewels of the Sun is the first one. That's the older Gallagher. So the Gallaghers are a family that own a bar in Ireland. A pub. And a pub. <laughs> um <laughs> So there's a lot of pub talk in. <laughs> yeah. And um, what I, for me, what is so fascinating about this it's series is that I generally will go for alphas. Uh -huh. But in this series, the one that really, I really love is he's a very much a beta. Sean. He is a, he is a cinnamon roll. Oh, he's such a cinnamon roll. <laughs> but he's so He's not alpha at all. Not at all, but he's he's such a beautiful man, and I just want yeah. to cuddle him. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think for me the thing was um, so Sean is the is the middle brother, and in the pub he runs the kitchen, mm -hmm. and um, his love interest in that one is his younger sister's best friend, mm -hmm. and uh, that's Brenna, and Brenna is very much a tomboy. Oh, very much. Yeah. She's not very, she's, she's, I, I don't want to say she's Eve Dallas like. No, but she's as far not, as that kind of, as far as like her, the way she doesn't care about how she looks or, you know, she doesn't care about, you know, the frills, I guess. Yeah. 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 She's very tomboyish. I, and I relate to that. So that might be oh, why. Oh, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, but if you're looking for something that's, you know, again, very, you know, very kind of fun, old very school, romancy, sweet, yeah. with a with a little bit of supernatural in there. Yeah, it, yeah. Sean is. Sean's, Sean's and, fantastic. You know, that whole trilogy is worth it for the mm -hmm. scene where Brenna's dad gets drunk and tries to and yeah. tries to beat Sean up and then they get drunk together. Well, and, well, and yeah. then he goes to work drunk and they no, have to sober him up. Brenna's dad, he, Brenna's dad wasn't drunk. That's Brenna's right. Dad, no, he comes over and he, he's going to punch him and he yeah. does punch him. And then they, and they, then they, they get drunk together. And then they get drunk together. And then <laughs> Sean, Sean has to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Then Sean has to go to work at the, at the pub and try to make, you know, and he's drunk and they're all, you I'm know, making fucking fish cakes. Yeah. It's just fucking fish cakes. Cause everybody was like, you can't work drunk. And he's like, what are you talking about? Just fucking fish cakes. You know, <laughs> I mean, that scene is just laugh out loud. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, it yeah. cracks me up every time. Yeah. You know, so, um, but anyway, uh, so that one starts out, yeah, Jewels of the Sun, and then the second one is Tears of the Moon, and the last one is Heart of the Sea, if you want to check that one out, for a nice, sweet, old-school, romancy trilogy. Yes, very sweet. Um, 
do you want to mention any more trilogies? I think we um the only one that we really haven't touched on is the um year one. Oh wait a minute! Before we do that, we didn't talk about the bride the bride quartet. Oh, the bride quartet, which again love. Yeah, the bride quartet is another one. So this is this has to do with a group of friends who, um, who are running a a wedding. How do you, wedding how do you, business. Yeah. So one of them owns a, a house that was a house that was in her family for generations. And it's like this big, nice big house. And she Amazing. decided to, yeah, she decided to use it as a wedding venue. Mm-hmm. And then her friends are helping her out. One of them's a baker. So she, she makes the cakes. Yeah. Another yeah. one is a florist. Yeah. So and she does flowers. And then there's the photographer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they um, they all have their own separate businesses, right? And then they all, you know, like so, you know, like the photographer might go out and do another photography job, but right. you know, they all also work under the business that they have, and they all live on on site, basically. Right. So, um, right. So yeah, no, that one's great. I love that one again. I I just love books about female friendship too. I think that's yeah. You know, I mean, we can't say it and enough. Nora, like, Nora writes that so well. The best. And, um, you know, especially long term female friendships where you know, like mm-hmm. those four women grew up together and you know right. they went through a lot of shit together and so um, so yeah, it's it's just it's wonderful. I love it. And the guys are all great in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Again. You know. Yep. They're all great. Um, so if you want to check that one out, uh, the first one in that series is Vision and White. And then second is Bed of Roses. Third is Savor the Moment. And the fourth one is Happy Ever After. Happy Ever After. So Malcolm. sorry. Um, so, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, no, Malcolm. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you're welcome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, you're welcome, you're welcome for Malcolm because yeah. he's Malcolm. Not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of partial to, uh, what's his name? The, fir- the guy in the first book, um, Max guy, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? He's such um, a dork, but I love him. Let's <laughs> see. I, all right. So the first one is carter carter yes i knew it was something that was like a last name right um and he is kind of he's he's almost kind of if i'm remembering correctly mr mira ish kind of kind of yeah he's a professor and he's kind of yeah he's kind of just sweet and goofy and 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 a little bit absent-minded very cuddly very Mm -hmm. absent-minded and clumsy and yeah yeah. yeah, he's great. He's, I love him. Yeah. Now you want to mention the uh, year one series. Year one. Yeah. And he, so year one is is kind of really different because, mm-hmm. and she wrote it to be different. Um, as we've said before on the show, like mm-hmm. um, it's a very interesting, it's, it's neither a Nora book nor a JD Rob book. It's, it's yeah. a very interesting kind of melding of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's the, this, so. it's written in the style, very much in the style of, of JD, JD Rob. Rob. Mm-hmm. but 
it's a very supernaturally uh yeah. and if you're and, into any sort of sci-fi post-apocalyptic um you know right anything like that you're, you're gonna like this book it's, i i would say anyone who hasn't read any nora at all but are interested yes. i would i would have you start i'd recommend that first yeah own. honestly that mm-hmm. that's one that i think people that aren't necessarily romance fans um right because it's, it's got romance elements but it's you. not if you read the in death series you're a romance fan yeah you you're a romance fan you if you read don't know. yeah but um, <laughs> it, it really i mean it has romancy elements in it yes but it's but you not call it a traditional romance no and it's not a traditional because more prior to that as we've mm-hmm. already said on this show um mm-hmm. it's very it, it, her trilogies were very much you know there were six people involved and you got the story of the first couple first the first couple would fall in love and then the next uh, story the second couple fall in love and then the next story the third couple fall in love mm-hmm. and that's not how these are at all mm-hmm. no it's just a continuation of the story right from beginning to end and yeah. there's no like couples i mean there are couples coming together obviously you know um yeah. and the main couple at the beginning are max and um lana lana yeah um but they were already together they were already a couple and so what happens in this one is like jen said it's post-apocalyptic so the apocalypse happens in the first book you know with Mm -hmm. a disease that spreads throughout yeah um Mm. just fyi it's (laughs) maybe wait a while for this one If you're somebody that's really like, it might hit a little close to home, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the the yeah, the, so the apocalypse happens in the first book. Um, second book is kind of more like them. It it's very much a kind of Walking Dead situation in that Walking Dead's very much about them dealing with a post-apocalypse world, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, so the second book is is all about these people dealing with that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but there's also supernatural elements because all of this uh, apocalypse stuff happens because of a supernatural element. You know, this evil that was released. Uh, you know, they have to figure out a way to fight it. You know. Yeah. Um, and then the third book is them kind of uh, finally vanquishing the uh the bad you know juju you know um the reason why it's called it's it's called the chronicles of the one and the reason it's Mm -hmm. called the chronicles of the one is because there's a main character who so we already said it started out with lana and max who were already a couple when it starts and um at the moment when the apocalypse happens at this critical moment. Um, they're having sex and Lana gets pregnant. So um, at the end of the first book, uh, all this stuff happens. I just, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but um, yeah, don't spoil it. Lana, 
Lana is kind of told she's she's visited by a guy who is kind of a wizard or as some kind of a um yeah, I, yeah. for lack of a better term yeah. right and who visits and says like um you are carrying the one essentially the one who is going to deliver us from all of the evil you know um and tells her that once her child reaches a certain age that he's going to come back and take the child with him to train to become the one, you know? Right. Um, so that's kind of a different uh, thing that she did, some, a different element mm -hmm. that I found really fascinating as well. Yeah. Um, and at the, at the end, the girl that they are calling the one and now I, kicking myself because i can't remember her name yeah what what was her name shit was it right i'm like oh my god oh. <sighs> Fuck. like i said i'm my brain has melted tonight or something um you know what look here's a, okay so we've said in so we said in a previous i think last week's episode that uh somebody had mentioned to us that there's somebody at turn the page that listens to our show. Uh-huh. And if whoever you are are listening right now, please don't take this as a, as uh, what am I trying to say? Please don't take this the wrong way, but uh, Chronicles of the one only has two of the books on their page on Nora's website. <gasps> What? First book is year one. The second book is A Blood and Bone, and that was that was released in 2018. And the next yeah, book Rise of Magic been, was the last one. Rise of the Magics, and it has not been put up under. So I'm looking on the website under um, all books. Fallon. Fallon, thank you. So I'm looking on the website under all books and, and Chronicles of the One only has two. That's not okay. What? How dare you turn the page? Turn the page. Except I don't think they run the website, do they? No, I don't think they do. But, <laughs> you know, but somebody. They all can, know each other. Come on you now. You know what? Somebody can mention, you know, hey, we forgot to put you this need, up. You need to put I mean, that up. Hey, look, yeah. trust me, as you know. I do websites. I understand that things can get away yep. from you and you don't update yep. like, you know, but um, this is kind of important because this is, this is a huge series and people need to know about yeah. it. So, so it needs good. to be up there. So good. So, and you know, and I love the, yeah, like you said, it's different, but it's also kind of, it also kind of follows the fantasy post-apocalyptic you know formula and having the one you know you are they you, you have a chosen one you've got harry potter right. you've got Luke skywalker you've got mocking jay you've got katniss everdeen you've got you know so mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of a cool blending of different elements of different genres i think i i don't know right. it's fantastic it's one of my favorite things she's ever written honestly yeah mine too and uh but but people that are used to the jd rob style of writing will be very familiar yeah. in that world mm 
Yep, exactly. Yeah, a lot of Nora's Nora only fans are not fans of this series. I think because of that, <laughs> it's a little bit, it's a little yeah. bit grittier. It's a little bit, um, you know, it's it's harsh. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're in a post-apocalyptic world. I just want to tell these people, I'm like, go read Hunger Games and then come back and tell me that this was harsh. I mean, honestly. <laughs> like, what do you read on an everyday basis? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I mean, it was harsh, but it's yeah, not but, any harsher than I a mean, lot for of me, things, as, so. as somebody who's a fan of The Walking Dead, um, yeah. it doesn't seem, I mean, it seemed pretty much... No. It's all about post-apocalyptic stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And that's not pretty. No. It's not going to be pretty. No. So. So. Um, but we we definitely recommend it for. Yes. Yeah, as, absolutely. As somebody that's transitioning from J.D. Rob to yeah. Nora Roberts. From J.D. Rob to Nora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Um, so at this point, should we talk about single titles? Let's talk about single titles. Yes. Um, you have single titles on your list that you want to mention? Oh, yeah. I've got so many single titles on my list. <laughs> um, you know, and I know we were kind of going to stick to ones that we said were similar in tone, I guess, to in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said before and we've talked before, I think, you know, Late 90s, early 2000s is the Nora sweet spot. I think just about everything she wrote in those years is just perfect. I it, I mean, honestly, I can't say <laughs> enough about those books. Uh, Hidden Riches, um, Honest Illusions, um, uh, somebody, uh, Renee, I think, mentioned on the on the pay on the fan page, um, true betrayals. Um, mm-hmm. uh, la, 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 um, Homeport is another one that's very, um, you know, if you're looking for a work like character, Ryan Boldari is very, very work like, right? He's a thief, yeah, and he's yeah. very, you know, he's rich and successful, but also a thief, and <laughs> um. It's a great character. Um, Honest Illusions is a really fun one. Um, that's right. you know they're all thieves basically, but you know they kind of band together to take down an even bigger thief, right? And a really horrible person. Um, you know, I'm going to mention one here that I know isn't on everybody's list, but I personally love The Reef. Okay. Um, so I think that one is one of my favorites refresh my memory because um that one is um they they meet they're divers um they meet on they um they meet so the hero and heroine meet each other as teenagers the hero and his uncle are um so his uncle or his dad i can't remember which i i should interject here that that's that's a pretty big like nora trope yeah a lot of the single titles you'll see yeah. that the hero and heroine knew each other previously yeah as kids um, or as teenagers yeah yeah so yeah so they're all they're divers and they take this family out on this 
you know, trip to dive for treasure, you know, and it was just kind of a fun thing for them. Well, the family gets into it and then like there's all this intrigue and this guy, there's this jewel that was supposedly on one of these sunken ships um, Mm. that he wants and he's a really, really bad man. Um, But yeah, it's, it's good. I, I, you know, it's been a while since I read it. I'm probably going to pull it out and read it again because now I feel like a dumbass. I said I loved it and I can't even give you a good synopsis of yeah. that. Um, but it's great. I, you know, again, yeah. probably one of my favorites of her books from back then. So um, speaking of books from back then that um, you're like, oh, I should get out and reread because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I mentioned, I think before, um, uh, Three Fates. Yes, Three Fates. Is one of my all-time favorites. One of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. as standalones. Mine too. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, and, you know, it's so funny because when we mentioned it before, I was like, I remember it being like a big favorite of mine, but I, I don't think I've yeah. ever, or I haven't reread it um, for years. So I, yeah, I it's been a started, while since I read it. So I started rereading and essentially what happens in three fates is that there are, um, three, uh, silver s- statues that statues. are supposed to have mm-hmm. some sort of power, but mm-hmm. only when they're brought together. And so, um, there's a legend of these three statues and, and there's a bunch of people that are trying to you know, find them and, and bring them together. And the story starts out with a guy that, um, is on the Lusitania, mm-hmm. which in world war two was a, uh, a ship that was, um, for all your history buffs out there that was, um, <laughs> attacked by the Germans and was, and, and sunk and mm-hmm. thousands of people died. Um, so in the book, when it's, when it starts, um, there's a guy that is essentially a thief who's stealing from one of the staterooms of one of the people that are on the ship and finds one of the fates and decides, well, I'll just steal it. And that's the moment when. Yeah. Figures he can get a couple bucks for it. Figures he can get a couple (laughs) bucks for it. And well, he wasn't going to steal it. That's the thing. I mean, uh, he, he was like, you know, well, cause he thought this is too recognizable. I can't, not like cash or something like you know yeah but at that moment when he has it in his hand was when the ship gets hit with the with the torpedoes and so he just out of panic he puts it in his pocket right and um so he survives and that statue stays in his family uh for Mm -hmm. generations until um one of his uh great great grandsons um, whose name is, first of all, let me just say, okay, I'm just going to do a little, I'm going to just do a little rant right now. His name's Malachi. It's not Malachi. As who this, says Malachi? This, the narrator who's not Susan Erickson. The narrator it's who Malachi. they hired, who is not Susan Erickson, um, keeps saying Malachi. And I am just ooh, going insane. Uh, you never read the Bible? Apparently not. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I like, you've never read the Bible and you knew that. <laughs> I, well, 
Well, I say I've never read the Bible. I've not read it like cover to cover, but I know enough about the Bible to know that that's Malachi. Malachi. But, um, I, yeah, she kept saying Malachi. It was it. It's driving me insane because I wanted to listen to the audiobook and I'm just like, it's not Malachi. It's Malachi. No. But anyway, so Malachi is the older brother in this family, and he gets kind of tricked by a woman who wanted the fate. And, and you uh, all want to talk about a badass, cold-blooded villain. Let me tell you. Yeah, she is one. She is one. Yeah. So Holy she, shit. <laughs> she steals the fate. So the family um, decides there's, there's, a, there's two brothers and a sister, and they decide that they're not only going to get that fate back from her, but they're also going to find the other two fates and take those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but yeah, the, the writing style very much like, um, more mm-hmm. like a, a, a J.D. Robb than, you know, standard romance style. It's mm-hmm. very action, yeah. action-y, you know. Um, very action-y, yeah. There's a lot of running around and getting chased and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And almost getting killed. And, and almost yeah. getting killed and yeah. Yeah. So, no, so I, I like that a lot. Like too. like that one a lot, but it's called Three Fates. But just know that if you listen to the audiobook, you're going to be irritated by this woman saying Malachi. Yeah, don't yeah throughout just read the whole the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, didn't this woman consult with Susan Erickson before she decided to do? <laughs> or you know, Nora, or Nora, or the internet. Or the because internet, like, or yeah, like said, how do you not? She said Malachi, and I, honest to God, thought mm, maybe I've been saying it wrong all these years. Mm-hmm. So I went on the internet and I was like, "How do you pronounce the name?" And that everybody's saying Malachi, and I'm like, "I thought so." Yeah. Okay, it's not just me; it's not me; it's you. Yeah, she's so wrong. she is wrong. Uh, so anyway, that's that's one of my picks. Yeah. Um, I, you know, another one I'll throw out there from around that time, Birthright. Birthright, it's good, yes. Birthright is probably still number one in my books as far as favorite standalone. Really? Of all time. Yeah. I love huh. it. I love everything about it. I I love the story. I love the characters. I just, yeah. I don't know how many times I've reread that book. I love it. Um. It, for those of you who are interested, it's um, it's a the main character is an archaeologist, mm-hmm. um, and the hero is an anthropologist. But the reason it's called Birthright is um, when it, the book starts out with a kidnapping. Um, and we, you know, we obviously don't know people or the, who the child is, but um, turns out this woman has been looking for her missing daughter all these years because, you know, she right. was snatched out of her crib during Christmas at the mall and, or not out of her crib, out of her stroller mm-hmm. um, because her brother, her brother, her poor little brother, her poor older brother had to pee and her mom got distracted. And right. Um, so her brother had always felt responsible too, you know. So that's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so she was kidnapped and then turns out there it's it's a whole thing, okay? <laughs> I don't want to give too many spoilers it's the same out, people. but 
it's a thing. Um, so, you know, the main character is um, that baby, but she does not know that. Um, right. So when she goes to, um, she ends up working a site near the home of where she was originally kidnapped from. And, um, you know, the mother sees her on the news talking about the dig site and goes to find her and kind of blows her life up because she had no idea. She knew she was, a, she didn't know she was, she didn't even know she was adopted. Right. Um, but her parents, you know, were good people. They didn't, they didn't know that they had essentially adopted a stolen baby. Um, right. You know, it was a whole baby ring and, um, but yeah, it's just, it's a fabulous story and I'm, I'm mega into, you know, old school shit like archaeology and anthropology and all the different things that go into that. So that one's, I think that's really why I loved it so much. Cause there's a lot of really cool technical stuff about that in there too. Right. And then there's a fun, there's a cool side story with the brother and this lawyer that gets involved too, because she's friends with the grandfather and yeah, it's just great. It's, it's just an all around great story. I love that book. All and right. Jake, tell you what, ladies, mm-hmm. Ooh, doggy. I remember. That. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. Him. Yeah, yeah. Jake's hot. Yeah, he does not like the Jaws theme. <laughs> that's another. That's another scene that's you know it's worth it just to read the book for. So Heidi mentioned High Noon. I was gonna say High Noon is another one that's I've got on my list. Um, right. And yeah, High Noon is a another it's another police lieutenant so yeah she's a cop mm-hmm. yeah yep and that's a cool story too and i really like that i really like all the characters in that one too yeah and he's a rich guy too <laughs> mm. he's not he's not very work like he's just rich he won the lottery right um and he owns a bar so he's not like he's just kind of eh, i got a lot of money and you know i'm just gonna kind of do my thing he He's not, he's not super work like, but I like him anyway. He's fun. <laughs> he's a good character. Yeah. K.A. Gavio says the collector. You know, I don't remember a lot about that book. I read it and remember liking it. I probably should go back and reread it. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but yeah, I remember liking it when I read it. It's not on my list of favorites, but, um, yeah, I didn't hate it. <laughs> No, I remember liking it actually a lot when I read it, Um, but I don't know. For some reason, I've never reread it. I've only read it the one time. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm looking on her um, website so that I can maybe find that one so that I can read the... Did we mention uh, Public Secrets? We did not. That's another older good one. Sue brought that up on the Facebook group. Oh, okay. Her older opposite title books, Public Secrets, Genuine Lies, Private Scandals, True Betrayals. Right. Um, Public Secrets. That one's fun just for the whole, you know, kind of band aspect and, you know, different. Right. Yeah. That one's kind of cool. Tara has read that one because I told her she would like it and she did. (laughs) Oh, okay. Good. She's read that one and Three Fates. Those are the two Nora books that she's read. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, those are good titles to read. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. again. Renee's got Montana Sky, which 
God bless her. I love you, Renee, so very much. I don't like my tail sky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's my dirty little Nora fandom secret. I'm not a big fan of Nora. Oh, my right. sky. And I know that's a huge favorite in this fandom. People right. love that book. But me, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So not the one, co- it's not one I grab off the shelf if I feel like reading a Nora. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some that, you know. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I, if I never read this one again, it's okay. Yeah. Not exactly. that it was bad, but it's just not. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just not one of my all time favorites. But hey, if it's yours, cool. Nothing wrong with that. Um. So the collector is um. the house sitter, Lila Emerson, where she did that really creepy thing where she likes to like get out some binoculars and spy on people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess and that's one of the things that. that I hate. I didn't like about that book was like, it was like, well, that's really creepy and I'm not okay yeah. with that. And so I don't like this yeah. character. Yeah. Um, but because she did that, she saw what she feels is a murder. Yeah. And the guy who she, she thinks is the murderer, his brother knows that, his the guy didn't do it and so he's he's you know trying to work with lila to clear his brother's name essentially is what's going on there. right yep now i remember that yeah yeah That's, like i said i remember i remember liking it and just i don't know why i've never rewrote it i probably maybe should right ka gavio also says blue smoke yep i've got blue smoke on my list too that's yeah. another one for the cop um, yeah and in an yeah. in a, in a arson uh, inspector. Yeah, she's an arson an investigator. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because her family's restaurant was burned down when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so she's always been interested in taking care of that. And yeah. Yeah, so there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, again, if if, uh, if you like the cop angle, mm-hmm. that one's a good Whiskey one to Beach read. is another one with a cop. Yes, and I enjoyed. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Yeah, Whiskey Beach is also a good one. I feel like we should be telling people like, eh, don't just read Whiskey Beach. Just trust us on that. Like, just trust us. Just trust us. It's fine. Let me look. Trust us. Yeah. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. Right. So this is about again about somebody who uh, Eli Landon who. Uh, has been accused for years of being the person who murdered his uh, ex-wife. He and the main heroine in this one, Abra Walsh, uh, have to work together to kind of clear his name. Black Hills? Nobody has mentioned Black Hills. See, I really like Black Hills. I think that's a very underrated book. Um, this is another, so Black Hills, this is another one where uh, you have uh, the hero and the heroine who knew each other when they were younger. Yeah. Uh, C- Cooper Sullivan is uh, an investigator in New York, so there's that element. But he um, comes home to the Black Hills to help take care of his grandparents. The main heroine in this one is Lil Chance, which kind of sounds like a rapper. Lil Chance. Yeah. Right? I, I love it. 
does sound like you know, a rapper, doesn't it? Little Chance. <laughs> she is not a rapper, uh, but she has a, a wildlife refuge, and um, somebody is out to murder her. So, a couple people said the witness, which um, again, not one of my favorites, but I know it's a big favorite in the fandom. Yeah. Janice Barrett on Instagram mentioned the witness. Susan Doran, who has a crime element to it and has a strong story with a cool female lead. Well, I mean, I feel like all of hers have some sort of crime element. Yeah. That one, though, is she was a witness to a mob hit when she was a teenager. Right. Right. Yeah, I liked it. It's just not. It's another one that I need to reread that I haven't. (laughs) Right. Uh, Tara France mentioned The Liar, which, is, again, is another one that I really need to reread because I liked it. I just don't remember it very well. And Shelter in Place, which, again, Trigger I really like that, that book. Now. It's hard in our current climate. Yeah, because it has to do um, with the school shooting. It has to do with the school shooting. Well, a mall shooting. Mall shooting, bunch, yeah. A bunch of kids yeah. get killed. It's a mass shooting. Right, uh, I I remember really liking it though. Yeah, I liked it a lot, but again, like I said, just like your one, <laughs> the subject matter might hit a little close to home right now. Right. In our current political climate or just world climate. Um so going through these uh the search I think is one that I remember that I liked a lot. I love the search. Yep. You yeah, like dogs? So, yeah, the like heroine said, in this one trains dogs. dogs yeah. Nobody writes dogs better than Nora. And this one is centered around rescue dogs. They, right. You know, they search for missing people in the woods. Um, right. So, and the um, main hero is kind of an artist, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That was, and yeah, he's, he meets the heroine because he's got this ridiculous puppy that <laughs> I, yeah. that, I love the dog. <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Betty mentioned three fates too, so yay, another three fates. Yay. Undercurrents, I have on my list. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a recent one, right? That's that's a more recent one. Yeah. And I believe with that one, that one is. Um, Zane Bigelow is the main hero in that one who was abused as a child. Hmm. And mm-hmm. remember the uh, the father murdered the mother? Yes. yes but yes, yes. when the police came, he, he told them that Zane murdered her. Right. right so right. Zane was sent to, to jail. Right. And then Undercurrents is about him coming back to his hometown and trying yeah. to put his life back together and uh, meets the heroine who I believe the reason I'm kind of confused is that this summary doesn't mention <laughs> the heroine. Oh, really? It says within the 
within the walls of a tasteful, perfectly kept house in North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains, young Zane Bigelow feels like a prisoner of war. Strangers and even Zane's own aunt across the lake see his parents as a successful surgeon and his stylish wife, making appearances at their children's ballet recitals and baseball games. Zane and his sister know the truth. There's something terribly wrong. As his father's violent controlling rages and his mother's complicity become more and more oppressive, Zane counts the years, months, days until he can escape. He looks out for little Brit, warning her, be smart, be careful. I'm assuming that's his sister. Uh, in fear for his very life, he plays along with the insidious lie that everything is fine. While scribbling his real thoughts in a secret journal, he must carefully hide away. When one brutal shattering night finally reveals cracks in the facade, Zane begins to understand that some people are willing to face the truth even when it hurts. As he grows into manhood and builds a new kind of family, he will find while the darkness of his past may always shadow him, it will also show him what is necessary for good to triumph and give him strength to draw on when he once again must stand up and defend himself and the ones he loves. No mention of a heroine at all. Darby. Darby, but she is not She's mentioned here at all. The landscape artist. That's right. And, and it's um yeah. his aunt or his aunt owns... um. Like a, um, like a resort or a, a resort, some sort of yeah. resort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's not mentioned at all. I remember really liking this one though. Yeah. Yep. I did too. I should reread that. What was the one, uh, that was set in Alaska? Northern lights, Northern lights. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the heroine. Um, okay. But I love the story. Right. And I love the hero. Yeah. Yeah. The hero's great in that one. He's a cop too, isn't he? Yeah. I think he. You he remember right? Yeah. He goes to this tiny town and. Yeah. In nowhere, Alaska. <laughs> right. To, to be their sheriff or their main. Yeah. Um. I think that that's the only, the only other one I might mention is the, it's an old school Nora, but it's kind of got futuristic elements because the in-depth series, you know, has futuristic elements mm -hmm. and that's the Hornblower series. Time oh yeah. Again. Time and again, yeah. or time was, time. Time was and time and again, I think are the names of okay. them. And yeah, um, yeah those are good. It's about time traveling brothers. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like that um, one too. Do you have um, any other ones to mention from? Um, I would I would throw out there just as favorites of mine. I don't know that they're necessarily. Um, well, I guess um, River's End, which is very much a mystery. Um, and I, yeah, again, that was actually my very first Nora that I ever read. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I just love it it's so good. And Chasing Fire is another one that I really like. I love the heroine in that one. And, um, you know, it's a cool job. I mean, smoke jumpers. That's just a, right. Yeah. It's just a cool job. I mean, yeah. Wish I could do that, but no, I can't. <laughs> I'm not in the shape. So, uh, Michelle K says, uh, obsession. 
Mm-hmm. Which I don't think we mentioned. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, I actually have that on my list. I think somebody on Facebook said that, too. Dana said all of them. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm let's Twitter. be honest. Yes, she's correct. All of them. Yeah, on Twitter, when I put it out there, she said all of them. Yeah, I mean, Nora wrote yeah. them. She's correct. All and of I them. said, yes, yeah, she's right. I mean, she's not yeah. wrong. And also, Michelle Case, did we already talk about Hideaway? No, we did not. But that's a good one, too. I like that one. She suggested that's a recent one. And The Hideaway. Yeah, Hideaway is the one with, she's the audiobook recorder, right? Yeah, I, I really kind of like that one as well. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I did like that element of her being a, uh, an audiobook person, narrator, whatever. And I'm pretty sure she... You know, sure you would she... think that that's when Nora would have met Susan Erickson. You would think so. <laughs> when she was doing research for that. Nora probably researched by talking to the woman that said Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get I mean, over that. Oh, it's my God. It's going to bother me for the rest yeah. of my days. She said Gideon, right? Yeah, well, the other name she's saying correctly. It's just Malachi. She's saying wrong. Malachi. That's so weird. But he's like a main character. He's like the main character. He's Yeah, yeah. So you're saying his name all the time, and you're like, okay, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, are there any other? Um, I mean, that's a lot of reading. If you're a new is a lot, Nora yeah. fan uh, in your, you know, that's this is this is a lot this is a lot of reading that we're i mean let's be real this was just an excuse for us to fangirl over our favorite Nora books (laughs) well yeah (laughs) true but uh i mean you know well we are doing a public service by recommending Nora books to (laughs) jd rob fans and if you buy them from uh, Turn the Page Bookstore, make sure you tell them where you got the recommendation from. Got the recommendation. <laughs> so, um, cross promotion, kids. That's what it's all about. Uh, so, the only podcast business I have for us this week is we uh, have a new patron. I saw that when I opened Patreon the other day. Patreon. And I want to say it's uh, Lavinia. It's yeah, L-A-V-E-N-Y. You know how I hate to pronounce names. I know. I know. But, um, yeah, she became a patron of us this week. So thank you very thank much. Thank you. Lavinia, we really appreciate it. We really do. And you can become a patron too. Um, not you, Jen, because you you were already on Patreon. But you people who are listening, who are not already a patron, you can become a patron of ours by going to Patreon. I think there's a link on our on our website to Patreon, and it's four dollars a month, so that's a dollar an episode. Mm-hmm. And um, we do an extra podcast for our patrons called the Briefing Room. Um. Which this briefing room, we did a lot of ranting about COVID. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of COVID ranting. It's usually the briefing room is usually us just venting about s- stuff that 
comes up during our week, just everyday stuff. It's not mm-hmm. any kind of in-depth thing, but um, they are somewhat entertaining. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Somewhat um, entertaining. Somewhat entertaining. I need my shirt. I've got my work. Yeah. I've got my work part shirt on. I don't have my somewhat entertaining shirt on. Yeah. So we have a uh, merch store, and that's another thing that the patrons get. There's a, a code that we will give you as a patron if you become a patron that will give you 25% off our merch store. And um, also, just Which recently, yeah, that's a lot. But also, just recently, just for our patrons, I've. Um, put up the video of our interview with Susan Erickson mm-hmm. where Susan you can Erickson, see me flip the bird at Tara yeah. and AJ. Well, just she at me, she, really. got a, she got a screenshot of it. It was pretty funny. It just at me really for saying yeah. that uh, princess bride is overrated, but, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, um, the, the, interview is interesting to watch you know it is um because susan erickson not just a vocal um not just an audio book person but she's an actress and so she's very um, expressive very expressive and very funny and um so if you want to watch that and watch at the very beginning uh tara eating pizza <laughs> Tara was like bitching a little bit about that. Like, yeah, nice. Thanks for leaving in the part where I eat pizza. But um <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, Tara. But yeah, so those are things you get as a patron if you would like to become a patron, and we would appreciate your patronage. Um, otherwise, uh you can participate in the show by getting a hold of us on our social media. Podcast and death on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. And you can call the number. The number is 205-476-2753. And for those people who've called the number, I've got a special prize that I uh, will give you if you send me your uh, information. If you send me your mailing information, I will send you a prize uh, you can send your mailing inf- information to show at podcastanddeath.com. Or you can call the number again and give me your information. <laughs> <laughs> if you call the number, we, just, promise not to, we promise not to play your address on the show if you call the number and give it to no. us. No. Um, or like I said, email us at show at podcastanddeath.com. Uh, and I think that's it. Is that it? And if, I think so. All right. I mean, we hit these people with a lot of book wrecks, so I think we they're did. just, I think they're probably deer in headlights right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what the hell? What did I get myself into? And, you know, I mean, order order everything from Turn the Page because we want to, <laughs> we just think that's fun. But also, <laughs> you know what? Here's another reason why you should order from Turn the Page is because um, you can have Nora sign any book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she order will sign medicine. anything. Yeah, I know if you do the, like the auto order that where they just mail you the book, it's automatically signed. I I do know that you have to specifically say though if it's not mm-hmm. the pre order, if you're just ordering a book, you do have to specifically say like yes, I want it signed. Okay, yeah, 
That's um, not surprising. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it won't be signed. It'll, they'll just send it to you. So yeah. next week, we will maybe have a special guest on. Um, or maybe it'll just or be maybe us. Not. Or maybe it'll just be us. Who knows? And then the week after, first week it's of portrait. August would be Portrait. Okay. And that's going to be... Who? Doggy. One of my all-time favorites. I think yeah, it's one of the same. favorites in the fandom. It's it's mm-hmm. going to be a good one. Be Probably good. another two-hour episode. <laughs> oh, easy. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry ahead of time. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. So, that's what's... Stool. <laughs> we do mean to. Let's be honest. We we mean it. We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's coming up. So how about let's just do, do this right now. We we're gonna put out the official call for fans who listen to our show. Mm-hmm. If you want to be on the show and talk about something with us, let us know and we will schedule you in. You know. Yeah. If you have something specific, a topic. A specific topic that we haven't covered yet um, that you would like to talk about, especially, uh, let us know and we'll schedule you in. Or if we've talked about a topic and you think that you have, you know, something more to say about it that would fill an hour, um, let mm-hmm. us know and we'll schedule you an in. An hour or more. <laughs> an hour or more. Yeah, it could be more. Who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, do that by uh, sending us an email or calling us. So email us at show at podcastanddeath.com or call us on our number 205-476-2753 and just let us know that you'd like to be a guest on the show. Yep. So, and that's it. Yeah. So uh, for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. Mm, this is Jen. And Tara's somewhere out there in... Tara's somewhere at the theater. Theater land. <laughs> but I'm sure she says goodbye I just too. like to say that it's fun I know theater theater um yeah so that's yeah. it we'll see you next week guys yeah bye guys okay. bye thank you for listening to podcast in death If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in-death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastanddeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205 205- 
for Rourke. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slotch it to you.